Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. Today, we're going to talk about the recent comments that Scott McLuhan made to Matt Barrows regarding the 49ers uh, draft picks, so some of the draft picks. So if you don't follow Matt Barrows on Twitter, make sure you do that. He is an amazing follow. And today he came out, uh, this is Thursday, and he came out with, uh, with a piece today where he spoke to Scott McLuhan, who of course is the the former GM of the 49ers from, from about 2005 to 2010, something like that. And, uh, and they talked about some of the 49ers draft picks. Now I subscribe to the athletic, which is where Matt Barrows writes. And I subscribe mainly because of Matt. So if you don't subscribe to the athletic, go do that. Read Matt Barrow stuff because he's a great writer. Love reading Matt uh, and and listening to everything that he put puts out. And today, uh, he he put out a great piece. It was really informative and very interesting. And so Scott McLuhan uh, is somebody that we I, I mean we put a lot of respect on what he says because he's the one who built the 49ers team that Jim Harbaugh had so much success with. Yes, Trent Baalke. Uh, did draft Anthony Davis and Mike Yapati in 2010, uh, Navarro Bowman. But if you remember, Scott McLuhan stepped down from the 49ers right before that draft. And so even though Balky picked those those players, he he was really picking the board that Scott McLuhan laid out. And so I, I'm, I'm never impressed with anything that Balky did. I mean, the Alden Smith pick was really good. Uh, the Kaepernick pick was good, at least for a few seasons. And so I, I just think that what Scott McLuhan did was great. He just had some personal issues and uh, and and stepped down. But wanted to get into some of this because I really respect what McLuhan has to say. And every year he breaks down some of the 49ers picks. And I always like to listen to see what he says because he's usually right. He's the one that picked Patrick Willis and Joe Staley and Frank Gore. But he's also part of the regime that picked Kentuan Balmer, that picked Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers. And, and so, yeah, he's not perfect. He, he made plenty of mistakes. But by and large, he does a great job, and he built a great team uh, for Jim Harbaugh to come win with. So let's take a look at this. Uh, first, he talked about uh, Jair Brown, the safety out of Penn State. If you remember... Brown ran a 46540. So uh, people say like he's not that fast but he's very instinctual. He makes plays. He did pick off 10 passes over the last two seasons that he played. So this is a pick that I'm really excited about. I think that he's going to be a great uh, player for the 49ers. Well, McLuhan loves Jair Jair Brown's toughness, his intelligence, his instincts, his makeup how he plays against the run. And again, this is a story from Matt Barrows that you can go read in The Athletic. But Scott McLuhan is concerned about Brown's lack of speed. And so here's what he wrote, or what what, uh, Scott McLuhan said. He's going to show up in the run game. He's going to show up on special teams. He's going to show up on anything in front of him, but anything deep is going to be an issue. So he he also said that in coverage, if you're a step late, you're done. Now in run defense, you can be two steps late and still be okay. 
but he said that Brown has no makeup speed and no long closing speed, and that's what's going to hold him back. So that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, a lot of people are comparing this to Talanoa Hufanga, who didn't run well in, in the 40. In fact, I think Hufanga's speed was a little bit less, a uh, little bit slower, not much, but maybe a hair slower than what Jair Brown ran it. But both players play a lot faster than they than they timed, you know, in the 40. And so this is going to be interesting because McLuhan's a little concerned about how Jair Brown is going to be as a free safety. It sounds like he thinks that he would be fine as a strong safety, playing closer to the line, playing uh, in, in the run game, but that uh, when the ball's thrown down the field and Jair Brown has to turn and really track it down, that seems to be uh, what he's going to uh, to have some issues with. So uh, driving to the top productions, what's going on, my friend? How are you doing? Uh, good to good to see you, man. We got we have to hook up sometime. I haven't uh, we we haven't Adam's great. If yeah, you, if you're not following Adam, you need to do that. Uh, but uh, Adam, we got to hook up, man. Uh, we I haven't been on with you, or you need to come on with me. Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I'll still take you on here. So that'll, that'll be cool. Um, so that was what Scott McLuhan said about Jair Brown. Now he also spoke about the tight end Cameron Latu. This is a really interesting thing here because look, I was not blown away by this pick. I, in fact, I thought that I, I liked the, I, I liked Braden Willis better as as a prospect but to me uh latu just he doesn't he models his game after george kittle but he's not george kittle right and so i don't know i mean he did average 14.1 yards per catch in his alabama career so that's that's a first down every time he caught the ball which is great but here's what mcluhan said so remember i, I i'm i wasn't real high on latu but again if you have to choose between who to listen to between me and Scott McLuhan, you're, you really should listen to Scott McLuhan. So here's what he said. He had a much better assessment of law two than he did of Jair Brown. He said that uh, McLuhan said that he had a second round grade on law two, which is, which is a, a really good grade. He scouted him for three years. So McLuhan hasn't just been watching uh, Cameron Latu for the last year. He really has been watching him for a few years. Said that he's a work in progress, someone who will be a complimentary piece early in his career. Here's what he said. He said that he competes. He's talking about his, his blocking ability. He competes. It's just not there yet, but that's what I'm saying. When it's all said and done, he has a chance to be an every down tight end, which means he can block and work as a receiver I think he can get in, get there in time. I think he will intrigue the crap out of you and rookie minicamp. But crap's not the word he used. Uh, I think he will uh, impress you, intrigue you, and rookie mini minicamp, OTAs, and training camp because you're going to see some of the athleticism. It's pretty freaking cool. So he's really high on Cameron Latu, and he's been following him, you know, scouting him for three years. Where I barely watched the guy. I wasn't, you know, blown away by by this pick, uh, but listen to listen to what else Scott McLuhan said about him. He said it was like watching Tony Gonzalez run routes. You could tell he was a basketball player, and Matt Barrows said that he that he was. 
You could see how smooth he was. You could see his flexibility and his movements in and out of breaks. There were no wasted steps. That's what Law 2 has. Law 2's not there yet, but he has a chance to get there. That's going to end up being a hell of a pick. And so that I, I loved hearing that because what I was hearing previously was, was mixed reviews. Some were kind of okay with this pick and some didn't like the pick. But uh, I, I'm excited to hear that Scott McLuhan is big on him. So, so that wasn't the only tight end that he talked about. He also talked about Braden Willis, the tight end out of Oklahoma, tight end slash fullback slash H-back even took some snaps at quarterback in the Wildcat. Oklahoma used him all over the place. And so McLuhan talked about Braden Willis. I really like Braden Willis. I think I don't know if he's going to be – maybe he'll be a, like a, a replacement for Kyle Juszczyk whenever, uh, whenever Juice is hurt or when he ultimately leaves the team. But uh, here's what uh, Scott McLuhan – said about Braden Willis. Uh, he, he likes his length, uh, his, his arm length, 33 and a half inch arms, likes his receiving skills. He had 514 yards receiving last year. Um, he likes the spot where the 49ers grabbed him. Of course, they grabbed him late in the seventh round. Uh, he said that this was a great pick by the 49ers. He said he's a big receiver right now. And what you're hoping for is that he turns into a tight end. His saving grace was the senior bowl, hands down. That put him on the map because it showed his athleticism. But that's what he is, a seven-on-seven, one-on-one guy. In 11-on-11, unless he's flexed out, he's not going to help you. So right now he's saying that he's more of a receiver, um, not quite the not, not quite the inline tight end that, uh, that he would hope for, but... Uh, hopefully he can develop uh, to that to that point. So uh, then he talked about Ronnie Bell, the uh, the receiver. So McLuhan said that he's really enjoyed scouting Bell over the last three years. He said that he loves him, loves him to death. I think is how he put it. But as a college player, not as an NFL player. And he said it's the speed. He said, uh, uh, of course, uh, Ronnie Bell ran a, a 4 5 4 40 at 191 pounds. He said he's one of those guys. You love college football because those guys can be good. But you know what? They're not NFL players. If he makes the team, then their fifth and sixth wide receivers are not good at all. So then he said that Bell is young and doesn't run fast. And as you get older, you get slower. So he's not big on Bell as an NFL wide receiver. Uh, Bell is a, he's a possession guy. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's not super athletic, but he's very reliable, good hands. I I'm hoping that he's like a, uh, a replacement for Jawan Jennings. Jennings is a, is going to be a, an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So he's probably not going to be back with the 49ers. So I'm hoping that Ronnie Bell is a replacement for Jawan Jennings as far as the third down conversion part goes but after hearing what uh what scott McLuhan said i'm i'm not as uh as optimistic now he did have a, a an acl tear in 2021 so when he came back in 2022 he was coming back from that injury and so maybe that was part of the reason but if McLuhan's been uh, scouting uh, bell for the last three years then he probably knew him even before that injury. So great hands, great blocker, not really a run after the catch threat, uh, but uh, 
uh, it's going to be fun to, to see what Ronnie Bell can do. The next guy he talked about was Jalen Graham. Now, this is the one that su surprised me, just like Cameron Latu surprised me because I was underwhelmed, but then McLuhan's high on. This is another one that I actually was thinking that Jalen Graham's probably not, not even going to make the team. That's what I was thinking. But here's what McLuhan said. Remember, the 49ers got Jalen Graham late in the seventh round, like fourth to the last pick or something like that. McLuhan said, I gave him a fourth round grade two years in a row. Nobody else liked him. I kept saying, what do you mean? He's out there making plays. So now I was blown away by this. So he gave Jalen Graham a fourth round grade two years in a row, which means the 49ers took him three rounds later than what uh, McLuhan thought that he would go. Matt Barrows, when he wrote this, wrote that after the draft, John Lynch, uh, the general manager of the 49ers, said that D. Winters drew some in-house comparison to Drake, to Drake Greenlaw. Well, Scott McLuhan said that Graham reminded him a lot of Aziz Alshire. And so I, I don't know if he's as fast as Aziz uh, because Aziz is, you know, he's not as fast as Greenlaw and, and Warner, but uh, but he still could cover some ground. But here's what McLuhan said, that he's not fast at all, but he has terrific eyes. He said that he reacts quickly to plays and that his five-yard closing speed was excellent. Here's what he said. That's how the game is played because I'm telling you, this cat's got a chance. He's got a change of direction. He's got instincts, he's got eyes, and he's got pass rush too. So on third down, he can put his hand on the ground. So McLuhan predicted that Jalen Graham would be a standout on special teams and that he'd compete for the strong side linebacker role that, uh, that Aziz Alshire had. He said, I'd be surprised if he doesn't make it because he's got some qualities that are pretty unique. Whoever found him, Whoever that scout was, that's pretty freaking cool. So I love hearing Scott McLuhan high on guys that I didn't think, you know, that I was underwhelmed by, I guess I should put it, uh, because he knows gobs and gobs more than, than I'll ever know about football. And so I liked, uh, I liked hearing what he said about Jalen Graham. I didn't like hearing what he said about Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Bell, uh, because I was kind of high on, on Ronnie Bell. I didn't like hearing what he said about Jair Brown uh, because I was high on Jair Brown. But what he said about Cameron Lawtu and what he said about Jalen Graham really got me excited. But then, So then he broke down a couple of the undrafted free agent signings. Uh, so he talked about Jack Coletto. Didn't really have much to say uh, other than he's not a great athlete, but he's a good football player, and he thought that it was a great uh, – uh, free agent pickup for the 49ers. Then he talked about the offensive lineman, Joey Fisher. Uh, Joey Fisher is getting a lot of talk. A lot of people are, you know, hoping, Hey, maybe he can be the guy. If Colton McKivitz doesn't uh, cut it, then maybe, uh, that maybe Joey Fisher can slide in there. Well, Scott McLuhan is impressed by Fisher's athletic ability. He ran the four, the 40 in under five seconds He's also, uh, also impressed with Fisher's flexibility. He thinks that Fisher, who, who's been playing right tackle uh, in college, will probably be a guard in the NFL. So if that turns out to be the case, then, then all of the hopes that 49ers fans have 
of Fisher becoming the right tackle of the future may not happen because he may end up as a guard. So McLuhan said he's got a chance. There's upside there. He's a good-looking athlete. He's got some size uh, for a small school guy. He's got a chance. And so, uh, so those are good things uh, from Scott McLuhan. So I wanted to uh, close this out with my two biggest takeaways from draft weekend. They don't really have anything to do with the players uh, that they drafted. I mean, I've talked about how I like Jair Brown. Um, I I was actually good with Jake Moody, the the kicker. I, I don't have a problem with him being drafted in the third round, um, mainly because they need a kicker. This was the best kicker in the draft. And yeah, I prefer not to take a kicker in the third round, but they didn't have a pick in the fourth round. They didn't have a pick uh, until later in the fifth round. And Moody was going to be gone long before then. So I didn't have a problem with that. I liked D. Winters, the the uh, the linebacker. Um, I liked uh, uh, Robert Bill Jr., the uh, the edge rusher. Um, I liked the uh, the corner. His name s- slips me right now, but I, I liked I liked a lot of the picks. Uh, and there were a couple that I didn't like, but Scott McLuhan does like. So I found that pretty interesting. So my two biggest takeaways from the draft weekend is number one, that Trey Lance is still with the 49ers. Not only did they not trade him, but they didn't draft a quarterback. And so I think that that's telling um, to me. I mean, obviously we're not going to know anything until Brock Purdy starts throwing. Today, John Lynch was on KNBR, and he said that Brock Purdy is scheduled to start lobbing the ball, throwing softly in early June is kind of where he was thinking that that would happen. So so that's great news, and hopefully within the next month or so, we'll start to get an idea of how well uh, Brock Purdy is coming along. And at that point, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Trey Lance. I still think they hold on to him. But uh, for now, he's definitely still with the 49ers. My second biggest takeaway from the draft weekend is that the 49ers really believe in Colton McKivitz. Since they didn't draft a right tackle or any kind of tackle, they didn't draft an offensive lineman at all. Uh, like I said, they did bring in uh, you know a couple like Joey Fisher uh, through uh, the the uh, restrict uh, the uh, the uh, undrafted free agents. Because they didn't draft anybody, that tells me that they are content with uh, with Colton McKivitz. And just like last year, when we were all concerned about the fact that they were starting um, Banks and Burford and Brendel in the middle, but the 49ers were confident with those guys, here they are again, confident that Colton McKivitz can handle the right tackle position. I think that probably he's... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's probably gonna be better in pass protection than Mike McGlinchey, but probably a lot worse in uh, in in run blocking, and so that's something to watch because the 49ers really need to run the ball, and if they miss Mike McGlinchey in that that part of the game, then that's gonna be a big deal. So those were my two biggest takeaways. Um, I mean, the 49ers have said that they didn't really see any any offensive lineman in the draft from the time that they were picking on that they thought were better than Colton McKivitt. So we'll see. We'll see how big of a deal it is that they didn't uh, pick up anybody. 
we'll we'll just we'll just have to see. Like I'm gonna believe that Colton McKivitz is gonna be good. Like I said, I think that he's gonna be better in the passing game and worse in the run game. And so hopefully that means good things for the quarterback, and hopefully the running game will still be strong. Hey, thanks so much for checking out the 49ers Camelot show. If you don't mind, take a minute to go rate, review, and follow us uh, wherever you watch or listen uh, because I'd love to be able to interact with you anytime that we're on.